Welcome to the Sports Up Podcast, where we feature groundbreaking leaders in sports and share their inspiring stories. Now, let's get started with the show. This episode is brought to you by me, Meredith Sims. My biggest personal and professional passion is to be one of the top female leaders in sports broadcasting, a typically male-dominated industry. I started this podcast to share inspiring stories, and one of my goals is to intern for a professional sports team. So if you're listening and you know someone I should connect with, please email me because I'm working, willing to work super hard. Or if you know of an inspiring female leader, email me at meredith at sportsuppodcast.com. I'm always looking for more great guests to feature. Visit sportsuppodcast.com today to check out more episodes. For today's episode, I have Angel Solonic, the CEO of Sports Faith, an online interactive magazine. That's mission is to bring lives together for the kingdom of God. Um, they aim to honor values that go beyond the court, the mat, and the field. Thank you, Angel, for being here. I'm excited to learn more about you and sports faith. Thank you. I'm honored to be here today. Thank you, Meredith. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to first get into how you found yourself pursuing a career that combines sports and faith. You know, that's not something that's super common that we see. You know, obviously people behind the scenes, they have their faith and, and that plays a role in what they do. But really taking that on on the forefront um, with sports faith, uh, maybe you can introduce what that is and, and kind of go into that. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your interest too. Sports faith is, uh, as you mentioned, an online magazine. We also do podcasts. And now we're doing a few more things that I really enjoy to feel like we're interacting with the community. So we have a couple of tiers of how, how we're working. We're actually publishing books of athletes. We're getting the opportunity to share their story and have an opportunity for us to let them tell their journey on just on the, on the field, but also as well as their faith and where they're going and how they've conquered a lot of things through Christ. So that's one of them. Um, I actually got started when I was younger. I was a runner, not professionally or you know even competitively, but it was something that I realized was important in my life is to have an active sport, something that kept me physically in shape, but also mentally in shape and also have an opportunity to get my thoughts quieted down. So I was a runner and uh, my husband was a football coach. Uh, he passed away 12 years ago, but he was oh, a coach for 12 years and my boys play football. And uh, I have two boys that are still playing semi-professionally or on the ISPR army, but I also had the opportunity for um, them to share their stories on our podcast as well. So if you ever want to listen to that, listen to sportsbait.com, our podcast, and plug there. Yeah. Um, so I got kind of back into it. Uh, my degree is actually music. I'm actually an opera singer. Wow. So a little bit weird, but in communications minor, along with my singing, I ended up as a receptionist for CEO of a consulting company. So I worked as a receptionist for a couple of years, taught music at night and on the weekends, performed opera whenever I had the opportunity. But um, I really love sports. My husband and I would get tickets occasionally to the Chicago teams, as you probably well know, mm -hmm. the Chicago Bears. And I got a chance to watch the uh, Super Bowl in Chicago, um, uh, well, at least the highlights and so forth here in Chicago with my friends. And we talked a lot about the impact that a big organization like that has. And I always dreamed someday of actually being a part of that. So when my husband passed away, I had to kind of reinvent myself. At the time, I was teaching music in a Catholic school. And I really love my work. I enjoyed, you know, being able to be out loud about my faith. But um, as I got further into widowhood, I realized I needed to go back to work 
And this job kind of came up through consulting. Uh, during COVID, there was no sports. There was no anyone supporting sports. And the sports faith team, which was headed up by Matt Walchek out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, he had um, said, we need to reinvent ourselves and get some support. So he invited me on board. And that's kind of how I got started. And the rest is just kind of falling out as I've worked into getting them into the job they're in. And what would you say working with Sports Faith and, and working with the team at Sports Faith, have you learned as the biggest and most important part of kind of the connection between sports and faith? Um, why do you think it's so important? And why, why is, yeah, essentially, why do you think it's so important? And what have you learned from that? Oh, that is such a good question. Uh, it actually started several years ago. Um, my oldest is, I don't know if you know, if you're the oldest in your family, but my son was like born 30. He was very self-assured. He was a football player. He was a great student. He was an honor student. And I really felt like we didn't have this opportunity to communicate. Well, we started golfing together when he was in college. And it was interesting how the conversations were completely different. And we would talk about the Lord. We talked about school. We talked about a lot of things. And uh, my son is a commander in the army. And when he came back from his first deployment, we ended up um, golfing. And the conversations were really all, all over the board, not just state. But um, so whenever we get together, we do have those conversations. So anyway, during COVID, uh, I was on this online Bible study with a gentleman by the name of Scott Lehman, who runs an organization called In His Grip. And I don't know if you ever heard of it, but they talk about that, you know, sharing your faith on the golf course. You know, at conversations, if you can have a business conversation on a golf course, why not? And so when I saw Matt's information, we kind of connected and it was like, it doesn't matter. It's just another conversation starter. Somebody who would never darken the doors of a church will sit and talk to you on a basketball court or on a bench as a parent or even in your, in your life and how you conduct yourself. It shows if you're carrying the character of Christ in your life, I believe it comes through in everything you do, including the sports field. And that's why you see guys like Tim Tebow and Pat Mahoney who are amazing Christians. You don't know that until you get to have a conversation, but it's important. And that character carries through the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you can probably second this or touch on this a little bit, but you know, with things like football and, and sports are tend to be extremely rigorous. So I'm sure faith can, can be that kind of support net um, when they're going through that. Have you heard stories from athletes? When you talk to athletes, is that something you tend to come across? Oh, yes. I was just interviewing a gentleman the other day. We're going to be coming on our show. Uh, his name is George Jones, and many people would know him from the Steelers. Incredible, gifted, 15-year career man. And he talked about the character of somebody spending time with him when he was younger. He didn't have a father. And somebody showed the character of Christ just off the field at around a dinner table, um, took him to practice, encouraged him to get into a scholarship program, and getting, you know, scouts looking at him. And this one piece I call of Christ's character just speaking into our lives made all the difference for him. And of course, the rest is history. But it's not just about success. It's about who's there to pick you up. You know, I, I live my life through the character of Christ in the in the 10, that's the 10 commandments, but also the through the spirit. And of course, the, the very last one is self-control. And you have to have that as character, but it backs up to everything else about loving people, about caring of looking out for your teammates and the ultimate team 
is really somebody who comes together, cares not just about your body and or about the points in the team or or even how fast or how slow you are. It's about what happens off the field yeah. and building each other up. Yeah, definitely. So um, what would you say, where, where, where would you say you would want to see sports faith go in like the next five to 10 years? What's kind of the goal? Um, and where do you want to see yourself with that or without that staying in the, in the, in the game with that kind of work? And, and how do you see that kind of future around the corner? Oh, it's, it's like God's open doors. I'm working with the NFL. I got invited to the combine earlier this year and it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was an opportunity for me just to meet people. I was probably one of five women there. There was hundreds and hundreds of men there, but it wasn't even about gender. It's, it's about when I walked into the room, these gentlemen, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Thank you. You know, it was interesting to see they respected me as an elder. First of all, they also respected me as a woman, but it was also, they liked the opportunity to get the perspective. You know, and then I went to a Father's Day festival we had at the NFL Hall of Fame in June of Father's Day. And I got to see a lot of amazing football players who retired out and are now carrying on that mentorship as well, which I think is something that's very biblical. You know, as an old as an older woman, I like to mentor younger people like yourself, you know, mm-hmm. who are coming out of the starting gate saying, I want to do what you do. And I think for me, it just kind of goes back to opening up the doors. And I, I see that for you, my dear. I really do. I think this is an opportunity for us to connect. And um, I'm going to uh, Phoenix earlier or next next week and the opportunity for me to be with these gentlemen again and talk about philanthropicals. So what do you do um, with all this money and this fame and whatever? It's more off the field than it's on the field. Yeah. What, I mean, kind of you touched on it a little bit just now, but what would you say is probably the most rewarding aspect of your job? And and how long have you been with Sports Faith? Um, since 2020. Okay. Um, oh. I sat in the floor with them in, in March of 2020. And then when it opened up, I was COO. And then now I was asked to step in as president and CEO. So yeah, for the past two years, I'm sure it's been super great and super crazy to like throw yourself into this new role. But what would you say is probably the most rewarding part of that? Uh, getting to meet these people, getting an opportunity to get a, a real story. Um, you know, when you look at someone like in the NFL or the MLB, whatever it is that you, you kind of have a tendency to worship because you see them on the screen, right? You see them out there doing their thing. But when you see them with their families or you get a chance to have conversations and seeing their real or, or you know, it, it's an interesting combination of, okay, I'm going to dial back my little hero worshiping going on and just sit down and say, how can I minister in one way or the other? I pray for all my team members. I pray for the people that come in. Um, I love watching the growth of my own team. You know, these men are far smarter than I am in a lot of respect, but they do their jobs well. And then I, as I'm directing and working with them, I realize that it's more about just doing the right job. Doesn't matter whether I'm washing dishes or whether I'm sitting in a boardroom, these jobs are designed for me to do my best. Yeah. Um, I would say my next question would be, what's your advice for people who maybe feel athletes, people in general, um, maybe they're so in the, in the game, they're so focused on the game and they've kind of lost their faith, that aspect of their life. What would you say is the, the advice that maybe you or sports faith hopes to kind of push towards to kind of uplift and continue to have that faith be a presence in their lives? I would say just go back and cry out to God. You know, every morning when you get up, first of all, thank God. I always tell people two things I do every day. 
I make my bed. I'm one of those, you know, my father was in the Navy and we learned to make our beds. Just one simple accomplishment. And then thank God and pray with him every morning. Just ask him for help for the day. You know, it doesn't matter where you are in your relationship with God. Um, just be there. You know, um, he understands. He understands. There's some times in my life. And if I could tell you my whole story, you go, oh, wow. You know, <laughs> but we all have stuff, right? We all have things that we go through. But I have to say, God has always been there every moment of my life. And even when I don't feel like I feel it, you know what I mean? I don't feel it in my own heart. He's still there. And I reach out for that. I always have a scripture that I wake up with too. And I usually have about 10 or 15 different verses that I memorize that I just say to myself when I get up in the morning. And then I open up the word when I, as I get into my day. And I also give, find encouragement throughout the day speaking with people. Um, I have a chaplain that I work with. Um, his name is Darren Gray. He's a great, great man in FCA. I'm sure you heard Fellowship Christian Athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's another one of my mentors. I also have Michael Sprague, who is a chaplain for actually the each capital in the United States has a chaplain in the in their capital buildings. And this chaplain's another person that I just say, hey, Michael, it's been one of those days or I'm getting on a plane to go to meet with these people, just pray with me. And it's interesting how just that little bit of faith can get you a long way. Yeah, definitely. I think my last question is, um, <clears throat> who? what do you think is the most important thing to focus on um, when, <clears throat> when looking at sports and faith? And what do you think the biggest conversation should be today when people say, oh, these two things can be really intertwined and connected and can go together and you can really rely on the both at the same time. What do you think the conversation should be or what do you think people should take away from that concept? That's a good question. One of the things I think is get out of your own way. I think I've learned that the hard way over the years. But as I've learned from these players who had their egos built up in the media and they've had all these great accolades and lots of money and people loving them, um, little fake. And so you have to go back to how can I, I I'll miss my message if, I, if I'm stuck up on myself or if I let my ego get too far down the road. It's just going dialing back and being around people who, first of all, not only that, that are going to encourage you, but you can encourage them as well. I think our entire life is a ministry of giving the gifts that we have. I mean, I, I admire what you're doing because that's not something I'm comfortable with. I have people that do that for me. And this is, a, this is very intimidating for me. But at the same time, I have a message. Angel means messenger. And I hope that I do that well. Because at the end of the day, when I check out of this planet, I want people to say it wasn't Angel. It was Jesus and her. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Angel. Your words were really inspiring. And it was really amazing talking with you today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the Sports Up podcast. We'll see you again next time and be sure to click subscribe to get future Sports Up episodes.